Welcome to Zooming In, a show about the lives and feelings of regular people who are like you and me, people seeking connection and love, people who are just muddling along trying to be human. I'm your host, Sisonkem Simang. So Black and Cute um, started off as a girls' group, an African girls' group. I started having thoughts about this in 2013 when I had my daughter. It was such a reality check, actually, because I had worked in, in schools and noticed that girls were, African girls were isolated, African girls were a bit timid. They, they were not really um, living a wholesome life of experiencing childhood. Uh, happily and, and, and showing off, you know, their talents or doing things that they seemed to like. They were hidden. They were invisible. So I thought in 2013, when I had my daughter, I realized that she's going to be a part of that. And I had to make a difference. So although it took me five years to come to fruition of this whole dream, in 2018, my friend and I decided to start that group. We wanted to give the girls a solid foundation of being a, a black woman living in the diaspora. Hi, my name is Faith Mutanga. Um, we started this group with Moira just seeing how the girls needed someone to guide them, like in a way that we would want them to go. And me, my field, I'm, I'm into mental health and with Moira being a teacher, so I think our, the combination was really good then. Like we planned. Empowering young girls in the mining towns of Kalgoorlie Boulder to embrace their heritage and their looks might have seemed an impossible idea when Moira started out. But four years on, the benefits are undeniable. The CUTE in Black and CUTE stands for Courageous, Unstoppable, Tenacious, earnest. These are values and attributes that help to ease the pressures of growing up in an environment where belonging is often equated with looking like everyone else. My name is Tanoda Ishamajemwa and I am nine and a half. And uh, Tino, how long have you been coming to this club? Like two years. Why do you like coming? Because it helps inspire people from different places to be proud of themselves and where they come from. And don't think about what other people think is going to hurt you and stuff. Why is that important? Because then some people feel like they don't want to go to school and the bad comments make them feel like really upset and they'll think that... Those comments are actually true. That's great. Okay, can you tell me your name and how old you are? My name is Anasuma Tanda Uchiki and um, I'm 10 years old. So can you tell me why you like coming to this club? Um, it helps me, like, know what to say when I, like, um, I feel, um, like... I feel like I'm different to other people 
um, and it helps me to like learn that um, the color of my skin is like good and um, it helps me to love myself and learn more things about my culture. Many young girls who aren't white feel invisible because they don't have role models who look like them. For a long time, it's just been part and parcel of what it means to grow up in a place where you're considered to be a minority. Things can be difficult for their parents, too. Navigating the complex process of raising children in a new country while affirming their self-esteem isn't easy. It's part of the reason why Black and Cute also welcomes parents, and in particular, mothers. For them, the weekly get-togethers provide a much-needed support network. Yeah, my name is Annie Grace Chitenderu, um, Mrs. Makaniwa. Um, I've been um, part of this group by coming and bringing in my kids for different um, reasons. First of all, I noticed that um, it's, it's a group that is trying to maintain and um, teach our culture to our children. And um, there's a lot of other things that they learn, um, like the meals, the language, and um, it, it has become a group where our kids actually push us to bring them because it's, it's, it's that time when they are not doing schoolwork, when they are not doing any other business except of playing and having fun with each other and um, teaching each other how to speak our native languages. Our kids actually are pushing us to bring them here. It's not us bringing them, just bringing them now. It's them wanting to come because they look forward to a Sunday like this and play and play. The weekly group meetings are packed with fun activities that focus on teamwork, self-confidence, and cultural pride. Everything they do is designed to create a sense of belonging and to contribute to cementing their place in the local community. Um, my name is Nokutenda Makaniwa. I am 14 years old. I started going to this group when it started, close to the end of 2018. Um, this group is important to me because it brings everyone together. Since I started coming to this group, I've gained more friends and I now know more values of or what it is to be black. Yeah. Um, my name is Tanaka Mopande. I'm 15 years old and I've been coming to this group since late 2018. What's fun about the group is you get to like be with other people that you're not normally around and you get to like learn more about each other, more about yourself, your culture and where you come from and basically yeah what it means to be black. Yeah. Good. What about you? Um my name is Tadiwa Motanga. Um I am 15 years old. I started coming to this group um late 2018. Um, the thing that I love about this group is that you're able to just talk about anything. Um, it's a very friendly group where you can just have a laugh or just have a break from school or from social media or something like that. Um, my name is Shashma Pandey. I'm 11 years old. I came to this group in 2018. Um, I came to this group because it brings a black community together and to just talk about stuff and like... It made me like understand that being like being different is okay. Like you don't have to be like everyone else. So yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'd say that the, that the more we're here, the more confident, like, we become. Um, we feel more comfortable talking about things in this group. And then I'd say that it makes it easier for us for when we go back to school and stuff like that. We're able to apply um, the skills we learn in here, in the group, um, into our day-to-day -day lives. And, like, we're able to, like, um, stand up for ourselves when we feel uncomfortable and things like that. I think that... And it's providing this space to share everyday experiences that's really allowed the group to grow, for the kids as well as the parents. Anyway, I'm Miss Muyambo. Um, I bring my kids here. I started bringing them when the, uh, the group started. And I think wh when, when the group started, it was more like uh, pushing the kids so they can come and uh, meet other kids and discuss their issues and all. But it, it was also a time for um, me as a parent to integrate with other parents. And it was more of, um, it was helping to me because during that time I was a bit low. Um, so I, 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 coming here, it was more like it's my time to go talk to other ladies and it made me feel better. So from then I just keep coming and we, we help kids together. I also found it um, a thera quite therapeutic for myself, like others were saying. It's a time where we share jokes. We don't, at times we don't talk anything sensible. It will be just funny things that we talk about and laughter and laughter and laughter. And it's something that I can't have at home by myself. Even with my husband, I can't have that kind of laughter. It's that laughter that I can only get from these ladies. We, we talk about anything anything, womenhood, uh, our husbands, our cooking, our backgrounds, and we sort of come from almost similar backgrounds, so we are so connected and we find, we find it really worthy being here and being part of the group. My name is Dokas Mazeza, Mrs. Musengi, so I'm very new in Kalgoorlie. I was in New South Wales for 15 years and we decided to move here because Sydney is getting expensive and very, very hard to work and look after the kids and all that. You have to work, 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 and no time with kids. And I believe that it takes a village to raise kids. That's why as soon as I came here, I knew any grace in Sydney before. So when as soon as I came here, I went to her house and I asked her how I can connect with other Africans, with other Zimbabweans, and she told me about this group. And I'm always keen to get my kids to learn our language, to learn our African culture and everything. It is very important to know their roots, to know where they come with their parents come from. I know they always say, oh, I'm Australian, but my parents come from Africa or come from Zimbabwe. But it's very important because we still have our parents back there. We still have our uncles and sisters and brothers and their cousins are all in Zimbabwe. And my parents don't speak English, so it will be beneficial for them to speak Shona. When they go to Zimbabwe, they can speak to their grandparents in, in our language. So it is very important for them to have a background of the, where they come from, even though they're Australians, even they, though they're here, they live here, but we still want them to know where we come from and how important it is to maintain that and to know their background. This question of identity, cultural and country affiliation is one that most migrants and their children juggle every single day.
I would really say that I'm both because I can't really just say I'm Australian because that doesn't because uh, I'm basically like African but like I'm in Australia so if I was to say I was in, um I was Zimbabwean then well like it just wouldn't make any sense so I basically say I'm just both because yeah um I'd say that I'm both because I claim both at the same time like sometimes I'm more connected to my um Zimbabwean side and then sometimes I'm more connected to my Australian side so basically I'd say I'm from Zimbabwe but I live in Australia it just honestly depends on the situation because sometimes I do have times I'm like oh yeah I'm Australian but then sometimes I'm like yeah I'm Zimbabwean like it's just sometimes I just mix both but most of the time I say I'm Zimbabwean um, living in Australia. We want them to embrace their you know African Australianness. They, they, they can't separate, we can't separate that actually. They're coming from African homes where I think, you know, a child should be empowered to love their identity and their African heritage for them to be able to express themselves freely and happily as an adult out there. So if they don't have much knowledge of what an African is, really, their adulthood is is not going to be as successful because they will have to go back and look trace those you know trace back to see what they missed out as an African. I have a number of boys and girls who come and approach me to teach them Shona, and now they're in their twenties. Teach me proper Shona. I can't even speak. So they're in uni and their friends. Australians included are asking, "How come you're African and you don't speak an African language?" So we want to avoid that in our African group. We are trying. We have some language lessons as well, where we try and equip them with their language, be proud of their heritage, and connect them to their roots, um, and embrace their Africanness, and be a proud African Australian. Courageous, unstoppable, tenacious, and earnest. This is the next generation of Africans in Kalgoorlie. This podcast was produced by the Centre for Stories on Wajak Noongar Buja in Western Australia with generous funding from Lottery West. The Centre for Stories believes in storytelling as a way to build more inclusive communities. Special thanks to our storytellers for this episode, Moira and everyone from Black and Cute. And to our production team, executive producer Kara Jensen-McKinnon, audio engineer Mason Velios, scripting and interviewing by Rita Sagar. Head to centerforstories.com to listen to more stories or to make a tax-deductible donation. Thanks for listening.